Welcome to the Exercises for Everyone podcast, where we talk about all things related to exercise, regardless of having limitations or not. Our guests provide information, insight, and inspiration to get you moving and keep you going. My name is Wendy Kleinke, and I am your host. So let's get started. All right. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Um, I am really excited today. We have Narado Zico Powell of the Zico Health Show with us today. And Narado, I'm really excited to talk to you because we've kind of been chatting back and forth for the last couple months, um, you know, just on Instagram and Facebook. And you've got, you, you're making some really good changes with people with weight loss. So I would love for you to tell us a little bit more about what you do, how you got started, who you help, all those things. Um, I know you've got a brand new podcast. I'm really excited to hear a little bit more about that. But um, you know, first and foremost, I'd like to I'd like you to just kind of you know share with us a little bit about yourself. Oh, thank you so much, Wendy. And it really means a lot for me to have you on your show because I've been waiting for this for a while. So <laughs> thank you so much. So I was I was born in Jamaica in Montego Bay, Jamaica. And I moved to US, I was um, 16, and I was actually underweight. And I've gone through over the years a lot of ups and downs with my weight loss. I've, you know, I've gone up to over 200 pounds and have to try to cut the weight. And I could never figure out how to really manage my weight in a, in a healthy environment, in a healthy way. And after getting my certification in nutrition and weight management, I learned so many things that made a huge difference and an impact for me and also on my clients. And I started to see the difference it could make. So then that made me really excited because I really, I really believe that there's a lot we just don't know. And as we continue to, to study and practice and share good information, we can really start to see a difference in what we could have been to where we are now. So I got to guess a long way to answer your question. <laughs> to answer your question, is that I believe that weight loss and weight management is is something that we need to really pay attention to. And given what I've learned over the years, it makes me so excited to help each other to help others to get the results that I've gotten over the years. Yeah. So it sounds to me like you really kind of had your own struggle with it, and you went out and got educated on like how weight management works and then applied it to your own life. Is that right? Oh yes, exactly. Exactly. And it's, 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 it's amazing. I always, anyone that I talk to that, uh, that have lost weight, have learned to manage your weight are always excited to share with others. And now you put me in that category where I really have that love to show someone every time I have a chance to have a conversation with someone and show them, this is what you could do. And then they see and feel the difference and they, they become excited. It just becomes a, like a, I guess you say like a domino effect after that. Yeah. You know, I think sometimes it's really important to kind of share your own story with that because I think sometimes people look at you and they just see the person in front of them and they don't realize that, you know, you were on, like you had your own path there and that you can really identify with them and you can, you know, identify with the struggles that they're going through and like really, really help them. So I think that's awesome. That's awesome. So what are you doing now? Like, tell me what you're up to now. Well, I was training clients for a few years. And um, it's to the point that I, 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 
I love training clients. I'm really, I absolutely love, especially when I see the results that they've gotten over time. And every time they call me and text me and tell me, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I, I, I can get up out of bed. I have more energy. My core is stronger. Or, you know, I started to lose weight. I didn't realize that making one small change, like taking sugar out and adding stevia to my coffee, can, I, I get, I'm seeing the results already and it takes me pictures. So that I absolutely love. But I wanted to focus on my podcast and make sure that when I release it, it sounds professional. It sounds it's well put together and I'm giving the best information I can. I can put my re- have time to put my research together and get the right guest on. So I'm not training at this particular time. I will go back in the future. But right now I'm focused on my podcast mostly, editing, working on it, putting the studies together and um, making sure I present the best, cleanest information I possibly can. Yeah, you know, and I follow you on social media too, and you always have like the best recipes and ways to, you know, kind of um, help with healthy living. So I love it that you're now going to a podcast format because I am such a better listener than I am like a like a watcher, I guess. Like I'm more inclined to listen to something and throw my phone in my pocket than um, to like scroll through. So I love it that you're now, you know, adding this extra platform in. So that's amazing. So where are you getting your your information from? I mean, you said that you're researching. Like what types of information are you going to be providing on the podcast? Is it all going to be like um, weight management oriented? Yeah, so it's it will be, all be, it's a weight management show. But within the scope of weight management, it includes, of course, weight loss. It's always going to be probably the main topic. Then, sure. of course, we include muscle building, um, mm-hmm. strength, how to work out, um, how to put your protocol together. And, and then also we eventually get into gut health and how that may impact your weight loss. And um, so there, there, there are a lot of there when we talk about weight loss, because it doesn't look we're all different. Mm-hmm. And being healthy and losing weight, the same formula is not going to work for everyone. Right. So it's, it's an overall approach. Now, my first three episodes. And if you haven't listened to episode one yet, guys, please do so. It's your roadmap for understanding how to really begin your journey. But on my first three episodes, it's this, I'm essentially building on that. And it's their solo shows getting you into that right mindset so you can know how to start your journey correctly. But from that point on, I'm going to bring on guests, dietitians, nutritionists, doctors, mm-hmm. those that are in my network that can give us more advanced topics. So we can know. So if you have a particular situation, let's say you're a diabetic, you can get some information on that. Or if you have any underlying health issues, you can get some information there that can help you to move forward and break through your plateaus. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So when you so you're really kind of aiming to cover all the bases and all the problems that go into like excessive weight. That's what it sounds like to me. So you're you're going to try to touch on all the different areas that it, it's impacting. Is that right? Oh, yes, definitely. Definitely. Because mm-hmm. I've experienced in the years I've worked with clients, no two people look the same and mm-hmm. no two people have the same issues. And sometimes I have to get a client and spend days researching to figure out mm-hmm. what what's the best program for that particular person. And I absolutely love it because I always end up learning more. And sure. not only do I learn more that I can help this client, but even future clients in myself Yeah, as you get to understand different things. Yeah. What are some of the issues that you've frequently come across? I mean, I, I think that, you know, like you said, everybody's unique, but 
I do think that there's definitely some patterns that tend to pop up. What have you seen in your work? Mostly, initially, there's usually a, a, an issue of not knowing where to start is mm -hmm. where usually what I come across. My clients, when I do an assessment, one of the first questions that someone asks me is, what diet is best for me? And then they started getting into paleo, or I thought about doing keto, or I know somebody else over here is doing keto. Should I do this? And that tends to be a big issue. Not tends to be, it is a big issue because I'm not knocking now. Let me start by saying I'm not knocking any of these diets. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying they're good or bad. That's not my intent here. Mm -hmm. But because the diet works for one person doesn't mean it's going to work for mm -hmm. you. There are studies on high high fat diets that shows that they can lead to a host of issues, COPD issues, um, because they're high in protein. I've I've seen clients, not clumps, not clients. I'm repeat. I've heard of patients that have gone into renal failure and have mm -hmm. other issues because their kidneys cannot handle that much protein. So it's mindful not to jump, not to get into this thinking what diet may work for me. But understanding how to make small changes in your life daily is more important. Now, as you get to more advanced stages, and let's say you're working with a dietitian or a medical professional, you can start to talk about, okay, this diet may move me to that next level, may help me to break from my plateau. But you don't want to start a process with an advanced mode. And that's the biggest issue I've come across is individual is not knowing how to make small changes in our life that can mm -hmm. get us to that get us to to get us to the results that we are looking for. Let me give you an example. I've had clients that I've implemented walking into their as their cardio every day. And one of the things I generally recommend is that we need to take 5,000 steps before we eat. And that's for most people and the reason why walking wakes up your metabolism because cortisol which gets such a bad rap Mm -hmm. Is really one of the main. We you know we always talk about cortisol is too high. Cortisol is this and raise your blood pressure. But cortisol is a hormone. We can't mm -hmm. live without it. Mm -hmm. So, but cortisol is highest in the mornings. That insulin sensitivity is also best in the mornings. Mm -hmm. And by moving and getting five thousand steps, you're training your body from the initial jump to start to burn fat and burn through what you have saved up your glycogen and your blood glucose. And then as you eat sensible meals throughout the day and then you continue to take steps, then you're continuing to burn. One of the, uh, this is one of my sayings. You know, they say a body in motion stays in motion. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. A metabolism in motion stays in motion. And I have all my clients repeat and learn that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's amazing. You know, and I just want to like, I, and I love it that you in, in, encourage people to exercise first, just because like, I, I completely agree with what you're saying that it definitely will give you a big jump start. I wanted to take a step back just for a second, though, like I, there's a woman that I know that her doctor has prescribed her a diet, like a particular type of diet. And Every time I talk to her, she has not read it because the material is so overwhelming for her. So it's like a big book that he wants her to read and implement. And rather than her like actually reading it, she's like, well, I haven't sat down to read it yet, but I am just trying. So she's kind of trying to like eat healthier and like make some small changes, but she's not reading the diet. Do you know what I mean? Like she's not reading it. So I'm not really sure what to say to her 
because I do think that the information would be good for her to read it. But at the same time, like it's super overwhelming. So what would you say to someone like that who like really knows that they need to make these changes, but just doesn't like is kind of going on a whim? What would you say to someone like that who's overwhelmed by the content? The first thing I would ask him is what kind of learner are they? Mm-hmm. See, because some of us are like, like yourself, you're an auditory learner, right? You prefer mm-hmm. to listen yep. than to actually read. Some mm-hmm. are readers. I'm a little bit of each. Actually, I would say I'm more of a reader than a listener. Mm-hmm. But um, but I actually I, tend, I learn from both. I tend to learn from both. So the first thing I would ask her is, what kind of um, what kind of learner are you? What do you prefer? Do you listen or you to read? It's mm-hmm. it may be that she rather listens. <laughs> Maybe she's after dietitian. There's an audio version to that book. <laughs> but yeah. um, but that that's the first thing I would ask her. And then depending on her answer, let's say she does say she's an auditory learner. Send her to the Zico Hell Show. But then I will talk to her about things that she could do, small things that she can do. Okay, if, if the book is overwhelming, start with this chapter and learn, read this chapter this week mm-hmm. and take tips out of this section and then make the necessary adjustments. Mm-hmm. And then as you start to see a result and you become, and you start to say, hmm, I'm starting to lose weight or hmm, I have more energy, I feel better. That will, you know, it would incite her to read chapter two. So take it instead of thinking of the entire book, look at it one section or chapter at a time, because it's honestly, it's never a good thing to do to make a huge change to our body and shock our bodies. We always need to train our body to gradually make steps and changes along the way. And I think sometimes it gets overwhelming because we're thinking about so much at one time. Mm-hmm. But by cutting it into smaller pieces, you can really start to train your body on a daily basis. And as you see the results, you will fall in love with the journey. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. You know, I would love if you would share with us some of the um, some of the underlying conditions that you've come across with, um, you know, being overweight or obese. I think that sometimes it's easy to put blinders on your own situation. Um, and not necessarily look at like the internal problems. So like you kind of talked a little bit about gut health and um, you mentioned some different topics that you're going to cover, but what are going to be some of those topics? You know, like, I mean, are you going to talk about like atherosclerosis? Like, can you, can you share with us some of the problems that the body will have due to excess weight? Oh, definitely. Definitely. So I'm going to start with myself. My issue was gut health. and I started to learn and as and I started to eat more foods that were healthier for my gut and my body could metabolize better, the weight would fall off easily. So mm-hmm. that was and my gut health, and I'm not a medical professional, but I'm saying from what happened with me, my improving my gut health also helped with my asthma. I literally now really? feel so much better and breathe so much better by improving um, my improving what I eat. And that's something that, you know, I can get into with a dietitian or a doctor or a medical profession later on in my show. Mm-hmm. So that's key. Another thing that helped with my gut health was the type of bacteria that I have in my body. And that's where probiotics are very important. Mm-hmm. So that's, what, that's, that's something, and that's something that's quite overlooked. Because oftentimes we think about burning calories, burning calories, burning calories, but we don't think about the quality of what we eat and what's happening in the environment of our gut and how it impacts not just our weight loss, 
but our overall health. Yeah, you know, and I think that you're you're really right about that when you when you talk about the quality of the calories because I think a lot of times people are always focusing on the macronutrients, um, you know, meaning you know carbs, fat, and protein, and they forget about the micronutrients, which is essentially your vitamins and minerals. And what I've discovered over, you know, like. And I'm not like an expert in this, but like I definitely like to get into the research. I did do some work in research, so I know a little bit about, you know, looking things up. And I found that minerals have um, relationships with your hormones. And sometimes they're inverse and sometimes they're linear. But you can you can balance your hormones by making sure that your minerals are balanced. Um, so I found that to be very interesting and like, it's complicated because, you know, minerals have, you know, more than one relationship with hormones. Like they have like relationships with different hormones. It's not just like one mineral to one hormone and they do different things. So it's not like a super easy process, but making sure that you're not deficient and that you're, you're getting mineral and vitamin rich food, I think is really helpful. Don't you think so? Oh, definitely. Definitely. And, and it's, we overlook that so much when we when we talk just about calories. And I'm not saying calories are not important. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you shouldn't burn more than you consume. That's definitely true. But then that eventually, I would say it gets old in a way because you get stuck at a plateau and you're like, why can't I move going forward? And then that's when the other issues um, play a fact. Are you getting enough vitamin D? Are you getting mm-hmm. enough vitamin C? Um, are, you, are you getting the right minerals that you need for your body to operate properly? Because I truly believe, and I, was, and I say this to everyone, our bodies are designed to build muscle and burn fat. Mm-hmm. Yes, even for you ladies, our bodies are designed to build muscle and burn fat. But we have to give it the right fuel that it needs to be able to do so. So I like how you touch on hormones too, Wendy, because that's mm-hmm. a very important part of health and weight loss. I mean, hormones are connected to your sleep. Hormones mm-hmm. are connected to how much food that you eat and, mm-hmm. even, and even your neurotransmitters. So by having them balance, you can really help your body to do what it's designed to do naturally. Let me give a quick example here when you mentioned hormones. Leptin which is a hormone that tells our brain that we're full, it needs to work properly. We can actually, just like insulin, we can become leptin insensitive. And that's when we do not know when we're full. So one tip I give every new client, eat slowly. Eat when you're talking to a friend or talking to your family or your significant other. And I generally say eat in this sequence. Your fat, carbs, protein, and vegetables first. You wait about eight to 10 minutes and then eat your carbs. Mm-hmm. And the reason why that's important, let me pay this analogy. And I'm sure this happened to you, Wendy. You ever been to a restaurant and you, you're eating and you feel like, okay, I'm going to need something at the end. I want dessert. And dessert mm-hmm. takes about 10 minutes and dessert comes and you feel like you've eaten the world and you're like, okay, I got to take it to go. Because mm-hmm. that pesky neurotransmitter leptin has mm-hmm. done its job and it takes between six to 10 minutes, different for each person, for that to reach your brain to tell you that you're full. So let me go back to talking about your hormones and balancing your hormones and your neurotransmitters. These are just some small ways that they can help you to attain your results. Yeah. So skip the bread basket, right? Exactly. 
<laughs> yeah, skip the bread basket. I love it. So in in line with that, I I also have run into people who are really wanting to like take a lot of protein supplements and um are 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 putting all of their emphasis on like the protein shake. Can you speak to that a little bit? Oh, yes, definitely. Because uh, when I do an assessment, it's one of the first questions that client asks me, what protein shake is the best? <laughs> and I always drive them away from that topic because protein is more of an advanced, it's really more of an advanced topic, really. If, you're, you, if, you, if you don't fix your diet and fix what you eat on a day-to-day basis and also have the right training protocol, you don't need to switch to having drinking protein shakes is not going to make that much of a difference. And actually, it can have adverse effects, especially if you have like, you know, kidney issues, any underlying health issue. So always back them off from protein. It's okay. Let's talk about what you need to do on a day-to-day basis. I had Mm -hmm. one client who changed his, uh, he likes sugar in his coffee, took sugar out, started losing stevia. And his friend, who's also um, a licensed nutritionist, yells at him, I told, I've been telling you to do that for years. Mm -hmm. And she did. He said, well, yeah, but I'm paying this guy, so now that's how I'm doing it, and he's losing weight. But making that one small change um, can, can, can really help. And, or even, like I said, eating in the correct sequence. Now, as you go along, and let's say you're lifting more, and you need recovery, you need strength, and you feel like, okay, I need, I need more protein, then you can supplement. Because often when we think about supplements, we mm-hmm. think of them as um, a replacement for what we're doing instead of doing that supplementing is adding to what you already have set up. And protein shakes really are good to add in when you're training with, um, because that's when your body really needs the, the, the amino acids to help you to live stronger and have more strength and fuel you through your workout. But we have to think about how we're using the, the, the nutrients. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, don't you think that it's a little bit more important to correct your like what you're consuming before you add something like a protein shake in? Exactly, exactly. You have to change your daily habits. If you don't change your daily habits and how you're eating consistently, then you don't want to just add protein and think I'm going to see my results. And anybody that anyone that you speak to, especially if you're beginning your journey, and they start to sell you protein shakes, just run away from them. Don't yeah. even look like Because then they're not teaching you what you need to know to transform your body into a natural fat-burning machine. Well, and chances are good, too, that they're in it for the wrong reasons, and that's a big red flag. You know what I mean? Like, if they're trying to sell you something like that right off right off the gap, like right out the gate, right off, right off the gap. <laughs> right off the bat, right out the gate. Like, that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I follow you. <laughs> yeah, hopefully everybody else can too. Um, but like, yeah, that's definitely a red flag that that may be somebody who is a kind of a fly-by-nighter. Like, there's plenty of exercise professionals that really, you know, this is their career and their livelihood, and they really, really care about your results. And I know that like I've come across sometimes where, you know, you do run into those people out in the field that are, you know, pushing the shakes or pushing the whatever. And it can be really discouraging because it can create a really bad experience for 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 a person who really needs some help. I totally agree. Actually, I was having a conversation with my aunt last night. Um, She's a 
she actually she lives in Jamaica. And we were having a conversation about weight loss because I've been helping her for the last six months or so. And she was telling me that the, the last time she weighed herself, she's like seven pounds down again. And she feels she, she loves it. She's excited. And one of the things that when, when she first started, her mindset was, you know what? I don't have the ac access to what some of the things we have ac access to here in the U.S. Or they have to import them, import the shakes, for example. They're twice as expensive. And mm -hmm. I taught her that it's not, you don't want to focus on that. Don't worry about protein mm -hmm. shakes. Worry, do what you need to do. We have a, you actually have a benefit by living in Jamaica because our foods are natural. Yeah. And I always tell my clients, and I sometimes I'm, they know I, I preach them, <laughs> but I always tell them, your body can break down and absorb what the body recognizes. Mm -hmm. Eating more naturally as possible. That's why vegetables are important. That's why fruits, especially complex carbs, are important. Eating good sources of fat is important. You know, you try to stick to natural foods because your body, that's what your body is designed to break down. And yeah. that's one tip that we overlook because we eat way too much processed foods. And not only are we, it, the reason why the, the process, I'm sorry, let me say it again. The reason why it being processed is an issue because we add in a lot of man-made poisons into our food and it mm -hmm. affects our hormones. It affects our neurotransmitters. It affects our energy. It affects our ability to have to get sleep and how to digest food and so on and so forth. So stick to natural foods as possible can make a huge difference in health and weight loss. Yeah, you know, I agree. And I do think that sometimes like the food labels can be really confusing. And if you're not educated on what that means, like what it means to have something that's enriched with vitamins, like that's not a good thing. <laughs> It's it's not a good thing. And, you know, the average consumer doesn't really know that. And it's not something that you really learn. I mean, unless you're getting, a you know, a degree in, you know, nutrition or exercise or, or whatever, like the average person doesn't really know what they're reading on a, on, on a food label. And I, I don't mean any kind of disrespect to, to that, but like a lot of what goes into that is like, if you have to read a label, it's probably not good for you. <laughs> Right. Like, I mean, I think that's kind of the, the takeaway that I got when I was in school was if there's a label on it, it's probably not that good. Like there's some kind of preservatives in there and there's and preservatives to me just do all kinds of crazy things to your hormones, whether it's just sodium or, you know, other kinds of preservatives like it impacts your hormones. So if you have to open it, you know, like take it out of a package and you can just eat a piece of fruit instead, like go for the fruit, right? I totally agree. I had this, this doctor that I worked with a long time ago, and he explained to me that if you look in nature, all foods have an expiration date. Mm -hmm. once, you, once you take a fruit off its vine, or even if it's on the vine, eventually it's going to die. They all, they all have an expiration date. Mm -hmm. Nothing is supposed to sit there for years and years. And mm -hmm. one, thing, he, one thing he always says to me that drives home to me whenever I think about buying anything processed, Look at how, look at the food and look at how long it's going to last. Mm -hmm. And then the longer the food can last on the shelf is the more time you're taking off your life. That's the, those are his exact words. Ooh, that's really <laughs> powerful. That's really powerful. Wow. Can you say that again? <laughs> yeah. He said, and I'm paraphrasing. Okay. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, look at the label on your food. And look at how long it's going to last on the shelf. And the longer it lasts, 
the more time you're taking off your life. Wow, that's amazing. That I can totally see that too. Like that makes a lot of sense. Like that makes a lot of sense. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. Okay, what else have we got going on here? Like let's, I, I feel like I just, I don't know. Like that last sentence just totally floored me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No worries, no worries. That no. was just, that's so good. Like that's such a great, that's such a great way to think about it, you know, and to really kind of change your perception of what you're doing. I love yeah, that. I totally agree. I mean, I have certain things that I picked up from doctors, like you know, dietitians or nutritionists over the years, but just to tie, back, tie this back into, you know, movement and exercise, we still have to realize that we have to realize that importance as well, or the importance, I should say, because many times we say, when I was a child, I used to burn body fat all the time. I never could keep the weight on. And now 20 years later, I look at, I look at, I look at the food and I gain weight. <laughs> and I ask, but then I always ask questions like, well, do you do the same things you used to do when you were a child? Mm-hmm. My brother and I were just talking about this prior to the show. When we were we grew up in Jamaica and we used to we were always outside, always playing. And on the weekends, my friends would come from their house and you know knock on my door so they could play with me because we all knew, you know, Wendy, you wouldn't play outside without your partner. <laughs> you have to have your playing buddy. But now we sit around all day, you know, we watch Netflix, and I'm not saying I don't watch Netflix, I binge Netflix all the time. That's one of my things. Yeah. But one of my biggest rules. I don't sit down for more than 50 minutes. I'm sorry, for more than 50 minutes at a time. So even that means going to get a glass of water, walking around for a few minutes. I generally keep, because a, a metabolism in motion stays in motion. Movement mm-hmm. is a very important part of your weight loss and a very important part of your health. It has benefits for your digestion, especially after eating. Don't sit, don't sit, for, you know, after eating, go for a walk. You will actually start to realize a difference. And how you feel after eating your meal if you go for like a good 10 minutes. It doesn't have to be anything strenuous. Yeah. We, also, we also need to work out. Working out is a very important part of our journey. Always. It ties into the movement. But we need to have a balanced protocol. Because mm-hmm. I've met many. And actually, you mentioned this on one of your shows recently. That you meet most, most people are, they like to, they're very flexible. They like to do yoga. Or mm-hmm. some are. They like, they like to lift, and, but they're not very flexible. They don't like to do cardio. Or some people like to run. But mm-hmm. then most of the time when we stick to one concentration, we're lacking in, we're lacking in something else. So we have, it, it, we have to have a balanced protocol. On my third episode, I'm actually going to dive deep into what the balanced protocol can look like for working out so, well, and, and, and give a prescription that's similar to how I train so I can have a balanced protocol. Because I do yoga five days a week, I mm-hmm. um I do cardio about four days a week. But I'm a lifting I'm a lifting cycle, so I lift six days a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I love to do. But we have to have a balanced protocol because our, we need to think about injury, recovery, and strength. And lifting has its benefits, especially for your large muscle groups. Yoga has its benefits, especially for recovery and your small muscle groups. And of course, cardio for your cardiovascular, your heart and um, in your breathing. Yeah. You know, I usually find that like when I'm, you know, even just doing a consult, I talk with people about the five components of fitness. You know, that's what I learned about in school. And to be, to have 
actual fitness, you have to be well-rounded and you have to be including all five of those. And there's, you know, cardiovascular, like you mentioned, and then muscular strength and muscular endurance that are often trained together at the same time. You know, that's why you do multiple sets and multiple reps and then balance and flexibility. And I do find that when when I have someone sitting in front of me, they usually are thinking about one or two of them, but not all of them. It, and it kind of depends on where they are in life and, um, you know, what's going on with them. But I, I do find that, you know, balance becomes more important to people as they get older because falls become more detrimental. So it's something that people kind of think about as they're getting older. <laughs> but it's something that, you know, anybody can kind of be out of balance. But it's really important that you're making sure that you're encompassing all of those things. And it doesn't mean that you have to spend, you know, an hour each day working on each one. You know, because you can certainly do combination exercises that will encompass, you know, balance, flexibility, and weight all at the same time. And if you're doing it quick enough, <laughs> you can really hit all five at the same time. So, like, one of my favorite ones is, like, a deadlift, especially if you're doing it one-legged. Like, you can do a one-legged deadlift, and that will hit your cardio. That will hit your balance. You have to be somewhat flexible, and it's muscular strength and endurance all at the same time. So. You definitely can hit them. Like it doesn't have to be like a big um, time commitment. You know, like you said, like it doesn't have to be hours and hours. You know, I think sometimes people, it, it can get overwhelming and they think that it has to be like, oh my God, <laughs> it doesn't have to be like that. Well, I don't know about you, Wendy, but I'm not paid to work out. So, you know? right. <laughs> so, right. so I definitely have other things to do. So you're definitely, you're definitely correct. You, yeah. it, it, it doesn't have to be as overwhelming. And another tidbit, and Sean Stevenson, one of the very powerful things I used to say all the time, if you work out for an hour or two a day, which most of us don't even, but let's say we dedicate two hours a day to working out, mm-hmm. we still have 90% of our day Mm-hmm. Wish, and we often think about, okay, those two hours, that 10%, not mm-hmm. realizing that the 90% has a larger impact on what we do. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, we need to stop and think about the big picture and learning how to put everything together is what really gets you your results. Yeah, absolutely. Narado, this has been really, really powerful today. So where can people find you? Like, of course, they should definitely be subscribing to your podcast, The Zico Health Show. Where else can they connect with you if they are not, you know, like if they're wanting to, like, I know you're on Instagram, you've got some great recipes on there. Where's the where's the best way if they wanted to, you know, maybe send you a shout out or um, if they had a question for you, how can people connect with you? Oh, thank you so much, Wendy. The the best way to connect with me is really either, of course, listening to my show, but Instagram is where I'm most active. If you have questions, feel free to send me a direct message. I'm more than happy to talk to, to talk to you. I, I love helping people. And my Instagram is, my Instagram handle is at Zico Health, Z-E-C-O Health. So that's, that's one of the main ways, that's really the main way to get to me. And I'm usually on Instagram throughout the day. And uh, I tie everything, and also my Instagram is my ground platform. I tie that into my blog, ZikaHealth.com. I, I tie it into my, into my podcast, and it, or anything else I'm doing, you will see a post on Instagram about that. And I just say, Wendy, thank you so much for this interview. I've actually, I'm having, I had a really great time, and I really hope that we can do another interview in the future. 
but yeah. this, was, this was amazing. Yeah, I thought this was a great conversation. Like you, you brought so much value to the show and, um, you know, so much education. So I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. Thank you so much, Wendy. It really means a lot. Yeah, thank you. Okay, we'll look forward to chatting again sometime soon. Oh, definitely, definitely. One more thing before you go. As a fitness professional, I have a great love of exercise and a passion that there always be a space for people to get together and enjoy the types of exercise that they love. If you're interested in learning tips and strategies to help you build a fitness community of your own, please join us on Facebook. We have a free group called the Lifted Community where we talk about these ideas. Just search the Lifted Community on Facebook. I'm looking forward to seeing you there. 